Hello, I'm Owen. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad you're listening. For more information on all that's going on at Wellspring, please visit www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. changed your mind about something like um, you thought something was one way and then and then later found out it wasn't or things were different things had changed and you know I think it's good uh, that we are able to change our minds you know not set 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 in our ways if you will but able to change uh, our minds and of course, there's some things that we need to have our minds set on, uh, the truth of God's Word and, and those things. That's not what I'm, I'm talking about when I'm talking about changing our mind. But I believe that it's pretty clear in God's Word that He has called us uh, to a certain mindset or a, a certain way of thinking um, that is not the natural way. It's not the way that we would uh, naturally uh, think about things. And, and over and over, it talks about how we think. And it talks about the, the battle uh, that goes on in our minds. And uh, we do have these things. And I don't use that word lightly, uh, battle, that goes on in our minds. Sometimes there's uh, little... Sometimes there's little skirmishes, sometimes there's little struggles, sometimes there's a little bit back and forth. But sometimes there is an all-out battle that goes on in our minds, even as Christians, even as believers. All-out just battles, and, 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 and we can really succumb to these things. We can really get uh, uh, sidetracked, knocked off track. And, it, and, and can I say this about changing our minds and from, from that one way of thinking that would not be uh, helpful or right or in the will of God? It's not, it's not easy to change our mind. Not always easy. So I'm, I'm going to start with that, that it's not always easy to uh, get a different a way of thinking. But here's what I would like us to know, is it is possible. It is possible through the power of God's Spirit in our lives that He can change us and, and complete us. And, and it's ongoing. This battle is ongoing. So it's not like we know that we can be secure in Christ and our salvation. We know that once we've put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ... Uh, to be born again, that we can know that we have eternal life. But this sanctification process, which goes on in our, in our minds, this is ongoing. 
So it, it could be something where uh, you had a good day yesterday but are struggling today. It's really like that. Uh, it, it can come day to day at times and, and really even uh, moment to moment where uh, we are struggling on these things. It's not a, oh, I got my mind right and I'm good to go. This is a consistent uh, keeping it straight, keeping it right, keeping it on track. And one of the issues uh, is uh, being double-minded. So we have a lot of scripture, a lot of examples to look at here. But I want you to take your Bibles and look at James uh, chapter 1. James chapter 1. In verse 6. James 1 and verse 6. The Bible says, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And then he says this. It's interesting. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And I believe that this is true, that as we... uh, It's hard to go two directions at once. It's really like... it's It's hard to serve two masters. It's, it's hard to be full of hate and full of love at the same time. And it's kind of double-minded. Right? To be full of hate, to be full, to be full of light, and to be full of darkness at the same time. It's hard to be hot and cold at the same time. You know what we end up? Lukewarm. Unstable. And so this is one of the things that we have to say, hey, I need to set my mind in this direction, set my mind in this way. Um, The Bible talks about one of the ways is, in James again, is to repent of certain ways that we think and certain uh, directions that we go to turn from those things. Like, Like as if you can steer your mind. Like turn it from this direction to that direction. The Bible says in James chapter 4, you're in James. Look at chapter 4 and verse 6. Chapter 4 and verse 6. The Bible says, but he giveth more grace. I I like more grace, don't you? I like the more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. How is it that we can draw nigh to God then? How is it that we can come up uh, to the Lord? Of course, by faith, but He says uh, there may be a cleansing that needs to happen. There may be a confession. There may be a repentance. He says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. You what? Double-minded. This is a way to draw nigh to God, is to change our mind on some things. 
change our mind on some things. Say, hey, this way of thinking, this way, this direction, this trying to go two directions at once, this being uh, split on these things is just causing uh, me uh, to be in turmoil, unstable, uh, struggle within. And I think we have a lot of examples of this in the Scripture. Really, all the heroes of faith, uh, they set their mind to do what God had told them to do, which was opposite of what would have been the natural thought process, the natural way of thinking. But also, the one that teaches us so much about this is the Apostle Paul. And in his own personal life, he had to change his mind on a lot of things. The Lord changed his mind. And not always was it without a struggle. Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. You know, I have probably more scripture this morning uh, in the message than I have uh, maybe ever or in a long time. But what is amazing is there's just so much that the Bible says about our mind. As I started looking through this, there's so much that the Word of God uh, tells us about our mind. But Paul the Apostle, and really this, this whole chapter, if you read through it, but if you get to chapter 7 and verse 23, chapter 7 and verse 23, he says, But I see another law in my members, in my in my." body, in my mind, in my flesh. He says, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Then he says this, verse 24, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? Now, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. (laughs) But if you have troubles in your mind, you have said those words in one way or the other. If you have these struggles in your mind, uh, uh, and I can't can't believe it's just me. So uh, you have said, oh, wretched man that I am. I mean, in your own words, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get delivered? How can I get away from myself? Right? Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of sin? Then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. I would say the fact of life, even for the believer, even for the Christian, is there is a struggle. There is a struggle. And... You know, many times we say, I just want to get away from the fight. And we convince ourselves that if I were to take a vacation, that that's going to help clear my mind. And it may. I'm not saying it won't. Or if I just do this, or if I change that, or if I get away from this person, or if I go to this place. Or, and some of those things may work. I'm not going to. But, but you know what we always take with us? No matter where we go, we've got this, don't we? And so here's what we have to think about. Here's what we have to get. Because we have to get the Lord to help us through the power of the Spirit. And it takes a little bit of discipline. I don't believe it's like a a magical thing. I started this with, it's not easy to change your mind. It's not easy. But we can begin to steer it in that right 
direction. Paul says in Romans 12 and verse 2, and you know this, many of you can quote it, he says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. When someone says, hey, you're a new person, you're a new lady, you're a new man, what's changed? What's changed? Most of the time, you know, most of the time what it is that's made such a difference is, is your mind has changed. It's our mind that has changed. We've got a new mind. Uh, he makes it new. He's changing it. He says, by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know what the new mind will help us, help us to think about? What's important? What's important? What it is that we could focus on? What it is that we should be uh, thinking about? And again, this is a discipline of putting off certain thoughts and putting on certain thoughts. Paul talks about this quite a bit in, in his letters of putting on the new man and putting off the old man. Where does that happen? Where does that happen? It happens in our mind as we begin to put off those things and put on the new. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. He says, But ye have not so learned Christ, if so be, verse, I was reading in verse 20, now verse 21, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, that old way of life, that old uh, uh, path, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be what? Renewed in the spirit of your mind. And put off the old and put on the new. How do we do that? How do we put off the old and put on the new? This is by being renewed in the spirit of our mind. Putting those things off. Going after the what is right. This is a warfare. He talks about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. This is another familiar passage to you, but it's, it's good to see maybe something you go back and look at later. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. The Bible says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, by the way, there is a warfare, and we do have weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not earthly, they're not fleshly, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And here's what it is. Bringing into captivity every what? Thought. Many times it's our thoughts. It's our thoughts that uh, bring us into captivity. Sometimes, I'm talking about our feelings for a moment. Sometimes just the slightest change of perspective can change how you feel about a lot of things. 
just the slightest change of perspective. It could make it, and I've experienced it, it could make it from a, like a, a, have you ever got that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach of fear or doubt or all those sort of things, and then just the right perspective can change even that physical way that you feel. Again, your mindset, or how you feel about an, another individual, or how you feel about situations, all of those things, our mind can change by the right perspective, by bringing those right thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. To the obedience of Christ. Now, that's the long introduction. So the message is a lot shorter. And here's a couple of the points. The points are some things to think about how we think about. Right? Some, think about some things. Uh, how is it that we think about, for instance, how is it that we think about the Lord? I think that's important. Now that's important for us as, as believers. Is how is it that we think about God? Getting Him in His rightful place in our mind is really important. Him in His rightful place in our church, in our family, in our home, all the, but in our mind, it starts here. Getting God in His rightful place. And so before we even start on how is it that we think about God, let me ask this question. And I'm not trying to be, you know, this is just to help us. But how often is it that we even do think about God? How, how often is He in our thoughts and, and in, in our mind as we wake up in the morning? Not, on, not just when we have a problem, right? But how, is it that, how often is it that we can meditate on God? This is why I believe it's so important that we read God's Word, that we read the Bible, and that we read it daily. Why is it? Because the Bible is a way to set our focus on the Lord. And, I, and we've talked about how we read our Bible as well. Uh, of course, we're supposed to be uh, led in the, by the Spirit as we read. He's the one that's going to teach us and guide us and all those things. But sometimes when we read our Bible, I think we should go at it with a specific purpose, like Paul, of saying that I may know Him. Even when you're reading the story of Jacob, yeah, I'm learning about Jacob, but I'm also learning about who? God. Even when you're reading some of the prophecies uh, in Ezekiel and that, you know what we could be saying? What can I learn about Him? What can I learn about God uh, through all these things? It's important that we continue to seek the Lord and try to learn of Him and His character and His attributes. How, how often is it that we reset our mind and our focus on that He is, he is all power, that He is all present, that He is all knowing, that He is righteous and holy and sovereign? And to, to focus our mind on his, on his providence, that He is eternal. To think of that. To think of the, the Trinity. To think of each person in the Trinity. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And focus our mind on how each and every one affects our lives. 
How the Father has affected us and the Son has saved us and the Spirit has sealed us. And to begin to think about how each person and part of the Trinity has His goodness. I think it's good to have the fear of the Lord, to think of His judgment and His wrath, but also of His kindness, His graciousness, to think of His love. And so many songs have been written about the love of God, and so many poems have been written, but, but it could be get, become very personal as you, as you begin to think about God's love toward you. When we think about His attributes toward us, that He's our Savior, that He has saved us, to think that He is the Creator of all things, right? As, again, I'm saying this because I think how we think about God and how often we think about Him is going to affect our, our perspective. It's going to... It's going to affect our, our overreaching view of how we see everything else. How we see the things that happen in the world. And can I say this? Yes, bad things do happen in the world. There is evil out there. That's clear. And bad things happen to us. But when you know Him and you're focused on Him, you can think of Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And the Bible says, and we know. That takes faith. That takes faith to know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Can I say that that verse can be, can be a mindset That verse can be this thing where whenever things start happening, that you steer your mind right into. Am I making any sense? You're saying, man, this and that, that, but we know. Don't we? We know. And you know how, how we know? If you read the verses before it, the Spirit teaches us. The Spirit shows us. The Spirit inside bears witness that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, God is in control. We just have mentioned, I don't know if it was in a service or a Bible study, that Rebecca's been reading through, again, the book on Corrie Tin Boone. And you may know that story, many of you do, how she spent so many years, her and her sister, in a concentration camp with the, with, by the Nazis and suffered just horrible things. And finally, her sister died, Bet, Betsy. And... Uh, and when Corey got out, her testimony, her testimony was this, and she went all around the world, at, I don't know how many countries, and, and her story was just this. Yes, there are deep pits. There are deep, dark pits. But my Lord is deeper still Amen. than the deepest pits that, that, that a human could ever end up in. The Lord is deeper still, and we know And we know, this is another, go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We just read that verse, but wow, what a great chapter that's a mindset. Romans chapter 8 and verse, verse, uh, let's start verse 35. Romans 8 and verse 35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. This is what Paul the Apostle said. This is what Corey Tin Boone said. <laughs> for I am persuaded that neither... Uh, death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This, again, can be a mindset as we focus our minds on God and who He is. Wow. How much this would help. Would you agree with that? With the things as we begin to think of Him and who He is and what He can do and what He has promised to us. First point, uh, how is it that we think about God? Second, is how is it that we think about ourselves? How is it that we think about ourselves? Now, I don't have to ask the question here, how often do we think about ourselves? Because again, that nature of ours... We think about ourselves plenty, don't we? Many times we think about ourselves plenty, but how is it that we think about ourselves? Yes, we must realize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, in need of forgiveness. But also, if I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I am saved. Part of it is putting on the helmet of salvation that will protect our minds. As we get up in the morning and say, yeah, I know who I am, but I'm also saved, sanctified, set apart. Believe it or not, most folks wouldn't believe it, but the Lord thinks I'm a saint. I'm a saint, right? And not only that, to begin to think, I have a purpose. I have a purpose. And I have a call. This is how we think about ourselves. That, hey, that I'm not just here for nothing. God has a purpose in my life. That I have a calling. And another thing to think about as we think about ourselves is I am eternal. That adds perspective too, doesn't it? It's like, it, it adds perspective when we start to think, hey, I am eternal. That this isn't all that there is. And God has other things in, in store for us. I believe that what's important as we think about ourselves, is that we stay humble. That we keep a humble mind. This is going to help us uh, greatly uh, throughout our lives as we keep a humble mind. Paul the Apostle, and I'm going to keep going back to him as our example this morning, but he says this in Acts chapter 20 as he's talking to those. Acts chapter 20, and we'll start in verse 18. As he's talking to those, on, he says uh, how he ministered to them and how he came to them. And he says, and you remember of what manner, in verse 18, uh, I have been with you in all seasons. And here's, here's the manner, here's the mindset. He says that he was in as he served them, verse 19. He says, serving the Lord with all humility of mind. 
and with many tears and temptations which befell, befell me by the lying and weight of the Jews, and how I kept nothing back that was profitable unto you, but I have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, you know that when I came to you and I preached the gospel to you, you know that I did it with a humble mind. With, uh, boy, that makes a huge difference in how we serve, does it not? A humble mind. But he adds something to it. He says, with, with tears and temptations. And I know that we don't want tears. I preached a message about this a couple weeks ago. I know that we don't want tears. I know that we don't want temptations. I know that we don't want troubles. But, I, but sometimes these things in our lives humble us. And in, that, in, in the case that it humbles us, that's good. It makes us able to be able to serve. It makes us effective. It makes us, gets us out of the way, in a sense. Where we are not confident in ourselves, but we have to be confident in the Lord. I think of the psalmist who said in Psalm 119, verse 71, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Sometimes it's through the affliction, it's through the tears and through the temptations that allows us to learn of Him. I know that that's true for me. I know that it's true for me. I don't know if it's totally human nature, but it is in times of, of temptation, in times of tears, in times of affliction. That makes me, um, it makes me care a lot less about the things of the world and more about Him. I truly do want to know more about Him and learn of Him. How is it that we think about the Lord? How is it that we think about ourselves? How is it that we think about each other? How is it that we think about each other? As believers, we're called to serve one another, right? We're called to help one another. We're called to edify one another. We're called to, to pray for one another. Turn to a Philippians, Philippians chapter, chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. How is it that we think about one another? He says, Fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of what? One mind. There's unity. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in what? Lowliness of mind. That's humility, right? Lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own thing. In other words, uh, have a, don't have the mindset of selfishness, right? Look not every man on his own thing, but also on the things of others. And then he tells us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And he went on to show how he humbled himself and became the sacrifice for us. He sacrificed for us. How would you think that this mindset 
would affect uh, uh, us in the home? How do you think this mindset would affect us in, in the church? How would this mindset affect us in the workplace, right? How we have a mind toward each other, this lowliness to esteem, to, to worry about the things of others, and to have this mind that is in Christ. Uh, that's a change of mind. I would say that those verses, uh, for the most part, don't just come natural. It doesn't come natural for, for, for children. Uh, you have to teach them to share their toys, don't you? You have to teach them to, uh, to think about other folks. And the same is true for us, that these things, uh, this is not that we are to uh, fight one another in the body of Christ. We're not to fight one another. No, we're to edify one another in the body of Christ. It's not our, our job to prove to this world uh, that they're sinners. It's our job to show this world how that they can know that they have eternal life, to be a light to them, right? To be a light. How is it that we think of others? Uh, to edify others, to be a light to those that are lost. Okay, so this is how we uh, think of others. Here's the next one. How about our mindset toward the things of this world? Our mindset toward the things of this world. You're in Philippians, so let's look at Philippians chapter 3. And here's, here's the one about the things of the world. How often we think about that is, it's just because it's right, right in front of us. We see it, right? Our senses are affected by it. And so this is one that's just the natural way uh, to think of. He says in Philippians chapter 3, and uh, begin verse 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame. Why is it? Who mind what? Earthly things. Who mind earthly things. This is an example of the difference between Jacob and Esau. Right? Who mind earthly things. And again, this is really hard for all, I would assume, again, for all of us. Because we get so attached to the things of this world. To the things of this earth. But you know... The more attached we are to the things of this world and the things of this earth, the more bothered we'll be by them. The more that this will affect our mind. The more that we worry about these things means maybe the more that we are uh, putting our hope or trust into the things of this world. And boy, as you hear of the things in this world, it can begin to affect your mind. It can affect your spirit. Would you agree with that? The more that we hear the things of the world, Second uh, Timothy, Paul tells uh, Timothy, for God hath not given us the spirit, and again, it's a spirit, hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a what? Sound mind. There is a spirit of fear that can come from the things of this world world as we hear them and it, and it begins to affect us and it will cause us to uh, not have that sound mind. In other words, not know what is the will of God concerning us. Those things that he talks about that would be from a renewed mind, a transformed life. Look at Second Thessalonians. Turn to Second Thessalonians. Chapter 2. 
How is it that we think of the things of the world? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I'm talking about this world systems and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says, Now we beseech you, uh, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon, what? Shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. I believe that the day of Christ is at hand. I believe that the Lord is coming back soon. But as he as we get closer and the, the gathering to toge- the gathering together onto him that he talks about in verse one, he says, Don't be soon shaken in mind. He says, Not by not by uh, that spirit. I talked about the spirit of fear. Sometimes you can feel it. Sometimes there's a spirit of it, right? Or uh, by, by word or by letter. Hey, we're, you know, you can hear a lot of things in this world, depending on what you allow to come into your ears and to come into your eyes. You know what it'll do? It'll affect our mind. And it can cause us to be shaken in mind. It can cause us to become a fearful instead of men and women of faith, trusting God. And God, how is it that we think about this world? This world is not our home. We have a purpose here. We have a calling here. We have a commission here. But we are eternal. That leads me to the last point. How is it that we think about heaven? When I say heaven, I'm talking about eternity. How is it that we, we think about eternity? He says, and, and another question on that is how often do we? How often do we think about uh, uh, the new heaven and the new earth, the new Jerusalem and all that is uh, to come? He says in Colossians 3 and verse 2, set your affection. Set your affection. Almost as if that you can steer that. Almost as if, I mean, you wouldn't say it if you're like, well, I just don't feel it. Well, get it over there. Set it over there. Right? Steer it that way. Set your affection on things, what? Above. Not on things on the earth. What is your mind set on? What is our mind set on? What is our affections set on? There may be an adjustment uh, in our minds uh, today on what it is that we are focused on. Let me ask it this way. What is it that we're looking forward to? We've talked about the coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming back. We should be looking for His coming. Expecting it. Anticipating it. An eternity with the Lord. The hope that we have of eternal life. And in that time, and in that, that the battle will be over in the mind. We look forward to that. Are we thinking about laying up treasures in heaven? Thinking about what we do here, what we do here and now, that affects... There and then. Setting our mind on, hey, how, does, how is it that, does my life now affect eternity? Does my life now and how I uh, follow the Lord by faith, is that going to affect 
uh, eternity? And, 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 I, and I would say it does. Starting with our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you've never done that, I would say that there is an eternity. That this is not all that there is. But one day, we're going to stand before God. And one day, what matters is have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And you can. His salvation. Today, you can. In closing, I want us to look at one passage that's familiar to all of us. And this is the last of the passages in Philippians chapter 4. Again, refocusing, resetting, steering our mind. Right? Getting it on the right path, on the right way. Philippians chapter 4, in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord. How often? Always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. We, we use this verse quite a bit. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be full of care about what? N- nothing. Be anxious for, be careful for, but in everything, but in everything. You say, man, I am so full of care about all these things. Cast your care upon the Lord, for He careth for you. You say, how do I do it? Take it to Him in prayer. You say, that sounds too simple. Well, try it. Try it. Take it to Him and leave it there. Give it to Him. And, and, and then here's the next thing. Give Him thanks. I find that myself, I'm always looking forward, asking for the next thing. Hey, will you do the next thing? Hey, take, take time to give Him thanks for what He has done. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be thankful for. He says in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God is a promise, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, what? Think on these things. What is it that we're to think about those things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of good report and where there's virtue and praise? These are things that we can steer our mind on to think of. To think of. You say, this is hard. I'm, I, I started with saying it's hard. It's not always easy. But we can change our mind. You say, how do I? Can I? Yes. The Bible says in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Don't think it's strange if you have a struggle in your mind. Don't think it's strange that if this week, this past week, that you've had a battle uh, go on in your mind. That even today that there's a struggle going on. Or if this next week that there's some battle that's going on. But can I tell you this? There is victory. 
There is victory that's available. There are spiritual weapons that are uh, available to us. There is uh, the power of the Holy Spirit that we can engage in this. And we can make a choice to set our affections, to turn our mind, to think on other things, to think on these things. To turn our mind, again, I want us to think of it like steering a car. To turn this way instead of that way. I have the choice of which one to think about, right? They can, I can do that. And as I think about God, I want to think about His glory. I want to think about His kindness and His grace and His love toward me, toward us. And as I think about myself, I'm going to think about myself humbly, but also to recognize what, how the Lord thinks of me as saved and sanctified and set apart for His service and His his purpose. As I think of each other, uh, I, I recognize that I'm not here to, for strife or vainglory, but to esteem others better, to care for others. As I think about this world, I'm not here to accumulate, but I'm here to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. As I think about this world, hey, what am I here for? I'm here to be a light. If I've received the gospel, then I'm called to give it. As I think about eternity... Think about it affectionately. But boy, it's going to be wonderful to see the Lord Jesus Christ. It's going to be wonderful to have that glorified body where my mind will be made right. I believe that God's people can have the right mindset. I believe that there's great, great strength in it. I believe that there's great strength in it. As we close, there may be something that you need to, in your mind, talk to the Lord about. Something that uh, you say, hey, this is, this is a, a direction that I've been allowing my mind to go down too long. Lord, through your strength, through your power, I'm asking you to help me think on these things. Help me to steer this back. Help me to get thinking on the things correctly as you would have me to see it. Because I know, because I know that all things work together. Contact us page on our website or write to us at 2094 East State Route 73, Waynesville, Ohio 45068. And feel free to visit us if you're in the South Dayton, Ohio area.